to another episode of Paranormal Roundtable. Tonight's episode will be getting into some very ancient and fascinating beliefs held by the Choctaw as well as other Native American tribes on the primordial origins of Earth, of Bigfoot, of cryptids, of humanity, as well as an equally intriguing and horrifying ancient belief of Earth's first predator known as the Cosmic Spider. We got all kind of really cool stuff for you. We like to bring you every kind of perspective that we can. And that's exactly what we're doing with our wonderful guests, Jerry Williams and Lee Tracker E, also known as Ella. And check out their latest book on Amazon called Predator Bigfoot and the Spiritual Warrior's Path. And as always, we have the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash PRT podcast. So if you like what we do and you want to support it, consider becoming a patron. And if you have paranormal experiences that you'd like to share, you're not alone. You can do so at joshturner at prtpodcast.com. Once again, that email address is joshturner at prtpodcast.com. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. That's the easiest and most effective way you can help us out on YouTube. And with all that being said, let's get started. And do you guys think that the the DNA now? I believe this. I believe that the Anunnaki were here. I believe that's what they were. Like the fallen, there was. And there's, it's. I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of that, but they originally orchestrated this. And I believe that what you say about their DNA, I believe that they tapped into that DNA, that predator DNA. That's crazy. That predator DNA. I'm looking at some photos here, folks. It's, it's, you know, wow. There's something in the middle of it too. There's three there. You can three see, faces oh, yeah, in oh, one. Yeah. And so yeah. they all yeah. saw something different, plus that they're all at different angles also. So, yeah, so even and with we've like, even with the fear, tell them about the kittens, would you? But like with the uh, with the face and the skinwalkers and things like that, and the shapeshifters is what they call them. But it, it's it's a it's a predator Bigfoot that looks like a bear on this side, a human in the middle, or a wolf on this side, or a pig on this side. So when it drops a four, it may look like a bear, but if it looks at you. It may look like a man. If it and if it goes the other way, it may look like a wolf. And if it stands up, you know it throws everybody off. But it, it's just a multiple day, DNA on one head. Now there are what they call the the human skinwalkers, and those are people who's actually ate human flesh. Mm-hmm. And once you eat human flesh, or or when someone does that, the mixture of someone else's blood in the body it doesn't mix. Uh, we're not supposed to be eating. Yeah, any. exactly. So you're getting two, and it could be different bloods, the blood types in one body, which will confuse the body, make confuse the sick, mind. Dude. It'll make you sick. It'll, it'll basically turn the the mind into poison. And those, which is a Wendigo. Yeah, and yeah. those are the only, like the ferals, the real ones, not just, not the country people. <laughs> the, the f- you mean not the ones on motorbikes running yeah. around not and the people are seeing them yeah. and they have but not the, Ike's people the, the real ferals are the ones who are the cannibalistic who and they mate with Bigfoots and that's why you get more of a human look um, they and that's the only way they can be around a Bigfoot that's the only way a Bigfoot won't attack them is if they're a hybrid if, yeah, well, people if they're that say humans, they're living uh, with the Bigfoots they're they're not if they're living with the big the Bigfoot might come around here and there, but if they're living with the Bigfoot, they're Yeah, they would have been they raped. wouldn't be allowed. They, they would be either eaten ago. or yeah. yeah. I got a story. I don't know what you guys would think of this, and this is very interesting. You guys are talking about this. It was a guy, he was Ukrainian. Uh, it's weird. He was actually Russian and Ukrainian, which I know they're at war, but there's a lot of people that are mixed, Russian Ukrainian. And his grandfather fought as a Ukrainian, he fought uh, for Germany during World War II. I don't pass judgment, on, and this isn't about politics, because the Soviet Union was a very repressive, oppressive regime, and so I guess when the Germans came, it was like, what does it matter? I mean, <laughs> these people are going to kill us. You know, Maybe we have a chance with these people. But anyway, when they were pressing deep into Russia, he said, my grandfather told, him, told me an amazing story, and this guy's a little bit older than me, um, but he, he told it like very well. And, and, and I don't think he, he's told the story before, but that's the only story he has. But he said his grandfather came across these, what they thought were wild people, but they looked monkey like almost like, but they, but he, he, if he had to describe the way his grandfather described it, 
And the way he described it to me, I would say they were like humans bred with Bigfoot. And and that the German soldiers thought that they were some sort of like a weird creature that the Soviets had been. And then it came out later on that the Soviets really were working on programs like that. And the Germans, of course, you're not going to really get their side of it because they lost. And But there was a lot of people um, saying, hey, they were coming across weird chimeric type creatures, uh, vampiric creatures, uh, werewolf looking creatures, Bigfoot creatures. And I got some of this firsthand. There was a girl who used to work for us. Uh, she was Czech. She was from the Czech Republic. And she said that her grandmother said the same thing. That, that her husband marched off to war, you know, and he came back and they were like, they had all kinds of weird creatures and things, you know, going into the trenches and attacking people and they would ban at them and then they'd look at them and they'd be like, what is this? What is this thing? You know? And of course, you know, people, what is that? Oh, like an, it looks like an Oni, dude. What and so it? if you look at one side, it looks like a deer. And if you look wow. at another side, it's more. I'll check that out. I'm getting to look at these pictures, folks. I know that you're not seeing them. And those are eyewitness sketches. Ske- th- this is a sketch, right? Yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. We, we seen these out in the out in the field. Uh, wow. We knew what they were, but... And and that's why we always carry weapons. Well, heck yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, oh. Look, <laughs> you see that thing. Two yeah. kinds of weapons, armor I mean, of God aren't... and the physical. That's right. The physical and the, the spiritual full armor of weapon. God, and then Absolutely. you go out armed. Yeah. I, another question, too, like what do you guys – now, we talked about like, okay, like maybe these things were originally engineered by an ancient civilization who, who put themselves up as God. We know they weren't. But they – people, their, the slave race that was made as man thought that they were gods. But – do you think that there's tampering going on now, like from governments? Uh, absolutely. So that that's they'll what weaponize be. anything, and yeah. that's why they try so hard to cover it up because these are these are getting ready for that great and terrible day of the Lord when they're fully released, when the restrainer is lifted. Mm-hmm. That's when they're all going to come out, unless we give them legal right now for some reason, some way that you know because they're under spiritual laws too. They they just like they have to listen to the name of Jesus. They. They can't just attack unless they're given a reason to attack. Um, a right. And I, and I, a right. Yeah, you're and I giving, don't mean by that that it's somebody's fault. It just means something happened there that that particular one could do something. But if... if Gifting will do that too. Oh, yeah. dude, that's what I can't stand that. They're over here telling you to give, they're gonna give get, them apples they and, are getting people and, and, killed, and tobacco. And I had somebody that has... He's on a big show. And he made me so mad because this woman up in Washington had her little grandson. He saw one by a creek or a river. Remember that, Tony? And they told us this story. And I think I think Armando was the one that originally fielded it. And this woman said, well, individual said that it, it's okay. They won't hurt you. They're just like big, you know, giant chipmunks oh, out there. Oh, yeah. Armando told me that. Just like yeah. a person with a museum that we know that like that's – this is some weighty stuff. You can't afford to be wrong on this. The stakes are too high. This is a child, too. Yeah, but I mean, if you got to, with these platforms, too, we reach a lot of people. We don't, we, we're responsible for what we're telling people out there. And, and the ones that are saying to go out and gift, and these are another form of human, and some are good and some are bad. They won't They're going to be responsible for those deaths of those people. Well, probably already are. I mean, people go missing all the time. Like, I mean, I'm not like, you know, David Politis is the most famous, of course, but Steve Stockton's written about it. And of course, Josh Inokio talks about it. And, and on their shows, the um, these big, huge shows, and they talk about people going missing all the time and not just in the national parks, but just in the wild. And I know that you could get turned around. I know that that happens. And I know that you could lose your way. But it happens an inordinately large amount of time. Like, there's too many disappearances to be coincidence. I think it's very weird. And, and they can disorient you. They can make you get oh, lost. Yeah. It, that's happened to me a couple of times with, say, if I'm walking from this wall to that wall, and I have never turned around, and I have no awareness of it, but suddenly I'm walking from that wall to this wall, but I didn't turn mm-hmm. around. That happened to me twice in the... They're in the big thicket where we close that portal. So creepy. Yeah, oh it, it is something that a lot of this information and even the questions, the answers are in that book. 
We also talk about the mind protection technique, and that's also in the book. Is this your first book? No, it's the sixth book, I think. Sixth book. Yeah. I knew the answer, but I wanted first the other one. <laughs> I know, but I'm, I'm being a good radio host. I'm like, is this your first? That was a dumb question. I'm like, do you drink water? I mean, I find it watery. I don't know if it's good. And, uh, do you that believe a, in Bigfoot? <laughs> you're, you're talking about Bigfoot a lot. Do you believe in it? Um, no, nah, that was kind of a, an amateurish. I, I should know better. But yeah, I just, audience, I'm not trying to act like you're dumb. I'm, I was a dumb question. Josh Turner admits when he's wrong. I admit it. You can ask my sister wife. She always tells me, hey, you know what? You're being wrong. And I just say that that's, you know. But you know what it is? I, um, I'm i typically perfect. But on this particular occasion, I was just a little bit wrong. Okay? <laughs> but I reserve the right to be perfect. I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. <laughs> but I was mistaken, right? <laughs> so, yes, obviously, this is not your first book. And, and you can get your books on Amazon, right? No, 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 no. Uh, they're all unpublished. I had the first three stored at the Choctaw Nation Cultural Center, mm-hmm. and I re- I said that if anybody calls for these books, I'd give it to them for free. Yeah. Yeah, you told me that. And there were, there were some people who were, you know, arguing and stuff like that and said, oh, these books ain't real. I said, yeah. I said, they're unpublished, but I could tell you where to get them. Mm-hmm. And they were calling me a fraud and all this. And so finally, they said, well, I can't find them on the internet. I can't find them. I said, I told you they're unpublished. You know, they're not, you're not going to find them there. I said, but I did give the tribe three of the the first three books. The first book is called The Legend of Love of Prophecy. The second book is The Warrior Views with the S, the spiritual. And the third one was, well, the the fourth one was the Az, uh, the completion of time, the Aztec Sunstone. I'm not sure if that's the third or fourth one, but I had those stored at the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma and. These people were, um, you know, ridiculing and telling me I'm a liar and everything. So I even gave them the phone number to the the cultural center and said, the head director there, just let them know that uh, I said you could have the books. And so he called to the tribe and the tribe said, yeah, we have those books, uh, but you're going to have to get permission from him and he's going to have to call us and we'll release them to you. So okay, then, so, they, can anybody go get them? Or no, they're not there anymore. the mm-hmm. The tribe said that their computer system went down, and only my books were lost. What? Yeah, isn't that funny? That is weird. But but this person, and there was like two or three at different times who come in, and they were all calling me a liar. I said, "Well, there's the books. You know, they're there." Um, and so the the tribe had told them that if you get permission, we'll release them to you. So now all these people who are calling me a liar and heckling me and everything like that, now they have to ask for my permission. So I said, well, (laughs) if you want to ask for my permission, go ahead. And they did. And I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) But you know where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but this book is on Amazon. Yeah. I know. Cause I just, so it's our first published book. It's first, your yeah. Published, yeah, first published book. book. Yeah. Cause yeah. you had told me that you had written other books. Yeah. And I didn't know exactly, but I knew you could get this one. I knew that you could get this one on Amazon. So, cause I just got it. And it's, it's so weird because when you had, we were on the phone, they had just delivered it. And here's the funny thing too. The girl that delivered it, uh, she was so nice. Her name is Aria. And she brought it, and she was a really friendly African American girl, and we we hit it off. She was I was on the phone talking to my business partner, Anthony, was sitting next to me. We were doing a schedule; we had a scheduling problem, but she was so friendly, and and she's like giving me my package. She's like, "Oh, but something good," and I was like, "I do too." And then when I brought it in, I didn't know because it was I, I thought it was my wife's coffee can, so I wasn't excited about it. I was like, "Whatever," you know. And so I said, "That's probably not the book," because it just sounded like one thing. So I just left it sitting there. Uh, but anyway, I gave her my card and I said, check out the show. So shout out to her. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to check this out. I, I'm really, I love this kind of stuff. And she saw the Bigfoot on there and everything. And But then uh, later my wife comes out there and she opens the box. And she, she didn't even know the coffee can had been sitting in the cart for like a week. And she goes, what is this? And I'm like, did I order that? You didn't even know what that's what you wanted. I thought it was in the cart. And I said, I was like, I'm not, I don't care. I'm just waiting for Jerry's book. And she goes, you mean this? <laughs> and she holds it up and I go, yes. And I was so, I was excited. I was like, yeah, okay. So I got to thumb through it a little bit. I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited about it. Um, Cause it's everything that we've been talking about. And I love to read. I'm a reader. And so 
authors are you like, don't think books all books are fiction well, <laughs> I know books are all fiction and they don't learn you nothing man. Uh, but but you know because that's that's what dumb people do is then read them books but to get some learning <laughs> i don't read a book unless it's a pop-up yeah <laughs> and it better pop up and then i'll throw it in the trash uh, or, or those greeting cards i don't know i want it to thing. pop up and punch me so i stop reading <laughs> <laughs> so the the books the book came in and i was excited and i was thinking you know, I love to read and, and I love to read people's, you know, and after having the conversation with you guys, I was like, I got to, this is going to be, it's going to be fun to me, you know? So just like when I read Lyle's book, uh, the last one, the Texas uh, Bigfoot book, whatever, I sat down, I got interrupted about 30 times. And then finally I just closed the, the studies and I just read it cover to cover. And I do that every time David Weatherly comes out with a new book on the States. Like that's another thing too. Like David is like really, he's a good he's, friend of he's mine. Just Throwing them out too. Oh, and he's and he's they're doing always a good, good job. Yeah, they're always real, really well mm-hmm. quality. And um, I, I liked Aaron Deese's book too. Even though it came out the same as mine, everybody's like, "Oh, are y'all competing?" I'm like, "Heck no, no." I wish everybody was writing a book. That, not everybody, people that knew what they were talking about was writing a book because a lot of people write books, and you're thinking, "Yeah, I'd like you not to," but. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's, it's my opinion, you know. Um, and then people, you know, will announce that they wrote a book and you're kind of like, hmm. But I was excited, you know. So, folks, I hope you go out and you check it out. Now, let me ask you this. We, when we were getting back on the spider thing, and we, we kind of got off track a little bit, and that, that's my fault. But the millions of years, like how many millions of years are you talking about with this spider thing? When the first centipede, the first... Uh uh, you know the crustaceans, the round ones. It, it goes back. Trilobites. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the dinosaurs are are a hybrid of the spider. Also, mm. you have like the the ram. If you look at a dinosaur T Rex, you know you've got a ram. You've got a, a the tail of the spider. I mean the the serpent. The claws are the uh, the predator DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, the skin, the, the, the kind of grayish, which is the, uh, like the, the serpent, um, skin mm-hmm. or the, the out texture. Um, but all of the, the ice age was caused because of the puncture and it's coming into a natural warm air, mm-hmm. but the water that's outside here, what people call space, it's not air, it's water. So when the world was turned upside down and now cold, dark, murky, salty water, because we we never had salt water. Mm-hmm. We never had oceans. We never had seas. It's all fresh water here. And when this happened, this is when the salt water came in and started flooding. And we at that time was thinking that it was coming downward, but the world was turned upside down and backwards. So it was actually coming upward. And so that's also where that, song comes it's bitsy spider goes up the water spout um naturally it would have went down but in the song it's going up and the only way you could do that is we're upside down yeah and and people are going to think that's a silly nursery rhyme but let me tell you something like who in their right mind is going to say the spider goes up the water spout the spider is not going to be able to crawl up a slick water spout it's it's there's no footing so it's symbolic. Another form of oral and, and history. Exactly. And that story and that song, people will say, well, it was written in English, this and that. But no, it always comes from another language from somewhere and another language from somewhere and another language from somewhere. Just like the Billy Goat's Gruff. Yep. That, exactly. that is actually a yep. Germanic story that came from their interactions with Celts and Northern Europeans. And then they got it from somewhere. And then they got it from somewhere. And they got it from somewhere and all the way to Samaria, you know. And so when people want to argue with me about, oh, well, there's a legend that comes from these people, I'm like, and where did they get it from? And there's nothing new under the sun. It says it in the Bible over and over again. And I'm not like overly religious, but I have a personal relationship with Christ. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, uh, Zoroastrians actually were the magi that followed the stars to find out where Christ was at. They would have been astronomers slash astrologers because they really didn't have astronomy back then. So you, you, you wonder, like, where did they get the technology? Because even magic is a form of technology we don't understand. That's a so, book of Enoch. Exactly. And, and, and they actually followed the star to the Christ child. 
Now, because and I remember this because when y'all were little, Tony, uh, I think you and Seth were were asking me. Um, that's my little cousin, and they were asking me like, who, where, where did where did the? I think it was was it maybe it was your sister, might have been your sister. She asked me how the the Magi found Jesus, and I had to explain to her. You know, and people don't know that, that, that they were Zoroastrians. So there was something that predated Christianity. And then you got these other offshoot weird religions, like the Yazidi, who believe in the peacock god. And they believe that he, he would be what we consider the devil, but the god of this world forgave him. And then there's like the god of this world, and there's the infinite god, the true creator god, who's not the counterfeit. So... There are so many multiple stories of creation and, and, and how this place came to be. And a lot of it talks about there's like this offshoot world, which is what we are. You know, we're like an offshoot universe. Um, but if you were to look at it from, from like what you're saying, all the, all the planets are like these drops of, of cocooned, you know, whatever. Think about it. If we were all just sitting in a, in a, in some bathwater. In a bathtub and some, you know, some, and we're just small little, you know, whatever, insignificant. Eventually we're going to go down the drain and that's the black hole, you know, because we're so small and tiny that we're fitting inside of another world that's inside of another world. Because when I was little, I, I was, I, I filled up the sink with water and I had just, I, I was a precocious child and I, I asked for things. My dad said I was weird. My mom said I was just, you know, inquisitive. But I would ask for like a telescope. I wanted a microscope and I wanted a chemistry set. With the chemistry set, I actually blew up the yard. I did that. My mom has told Tony that story. I I, I destroyed the fire ants. I got rid of them, but made <laughs> humongous ditches. And my dad was like, what did you do? And I'm like nine. And I'm like, I got rid of fire ants. And so you're, you're why we can't get children's chemistry kits <laughs> anymore. Exactly. I mean, it was supposed to be him making little like volcanoes and he, he turned it into Normandy. And my mom, <laughs> mom would have told that story to them. We were over there. We were eating. I never forget when you were there, uh, my mom had made fideo. Mm-hmm. She liked to, she, when she was alive, she liked to cook and she made that story. Mm-hmm. And or she told that story. She liked to tell it. And it was, I blew up the yard because of the fire ants. And so then my dad comes and he's all mad and I'm all indignant. Like, well, I, I stopped the fire ants, you know? They, mm-hmm. these, and he's like, yeah, you destroyed the yard, you know? But, well, don't buy me a chemistry set, whatever. I, Dan, it's your fault. I'm a but, scientist, Dad. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a scientist in training, you know? So I, and I, and I, I asked believe for, in science. I believe, I believe this is how this works. You just said, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome and walk off, you know, and then, and I did all kinds of uh, crazy stuff and, and, and I would, I had an ant farm when I was little, you know, and I, I watched how, I would watch them for hours, very relaxed. Fascinated with how things work. Yeah. And, and you see how they have their own little ecosystem and their own little world. They're not even aware of you. They don't know who you are. They don't stop and look at you and go, what are you? If you were to drive down this highway right here and there was an ant mound right there, and it's half of it's below the earth and there's the top, whatever. They would have no, no idea that there's even a highway there, much less people driving on it. And I feel like that's kind of how we are. You know, if you were to take a bottle of water and there's all these germs and microbes and everything else in there. And I did this one time when I was little, I just sat there staring at it for days because I wanted sea monkeys. And you know how, and so I had an Aquaman or a Green Lantern comic and I sent off a little thing to get the sea monkeys. What a disappointment that was. They actually came. They, they sent them to you, you know. Six weeks later, you forget about it. You're riding your bike, and your mom's like, hey, you got something in the mail. I'm like, what is it? And I was like, it's a little packet. And my, so me and my sisters and my mom are like, you know, we, we put it in water, and two days are dead. You know, and then you're like, wow. So what I did, I took a little bit of that water, and this is true. I'm telling you a true story. I put a little bit in a in a uh, glass jar, like a Sprite bo- uh, 7-Up bottle, and I sat there on the on the counter and I watched what it did. And an entire weird ecosystem d- evolved before my eyes. And I took that that and and I took drops of that water and I and there shouldn't have been anything in there because everything was dead, right? Um, but I looked at it under a microscope and I was interested in what I saw. I saw things moving around. So my friend's dad had a big powerful microscope and he and we looked at it and you could see like life 
creating, you know, it was life, uh, like bacteria forming, you know, and then there was mold and stuff that was eating it and things like that. And so that was very fascinating for me. I just remember that I was like eight years old. Um, and I thought, this is how we are. So these, the spiders that came here could actually just be tiny little spiders that just invaded uh, our tiny little world. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying this is totally what I believe, but the possibility. There are the the real big ones that are bigger than planets, mm-hmm. uh, but the small ones are still bigger, at that time, bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And That's like they're babies. Yeah. and But if you look in history, and, and if anybody does look in history, you're going to see that, I mean, we were here. I mean, we still are. We always have been. Mm-hmm. But you'll also see that the uh, arthropod age happened. Arthropods, yeah. Arthropod age happened. And then you got the millipedes, and then you got the dinosaurs. And if you look at it, it's all in line. Yeah, for millions and millions, hundreds of millions yeah, of years. Yeah. And we were talking about earlier about how the things that came out that are just flat, mm-hmm. and then they begin to grow, including humans or, or men. Babies also, yeah, also start out flat and then begin to to form up. Yeah, it, I mean, like uh, when conception happens, the baby is like a half surfboard, mm-hmm. and then it starts to like fold out and form and come to look like a human. But it also started out flat. So when people talk about flat Earth and round Earth, and it's actually a living cosmic energy being mm-hmm. what we call earth but um it did start off flat start off as uh, as a baby would and then it started so forming it's growing and it took form yeah so again everybody's right and, and everybody's, everybody's wrong. wrong like i say about religion everybody's like a star fell from the sky and everybody got a piece of it and said i'm correct look what i got and i'm like you're not done. <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot more uh, to this whole puzzle, the puzzle pieces putting together. I think that's kind of what I've been doing on this show. I've been, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I am kind of a big deal, but I'm joking. <laughs> hey, but you, you know got what I recognized mean? recognized like, at the chocolates. I, I did. The, the Lance <laughs> Candy people were like, hey, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I know you. And uh, you have arrived. There's my moment of fame right there. I have made it. I am in the big time now, man. I got a free chocolate bar. Um, now, I was just thinking, though, like, if, if you if you look at everything in in the in the guise of like like what you're saying, you know we're all interconnected and we're all related, and everything was growing the way it was supposed to. Then there was this interference, right, from the spider, and and then and this is like you said the Choctaw belief, right? This is how it goes, okay. And then they there was well, like a lot of tribes, yeah, a lot of tribes, yeah. yeah, okay. And so you said that one of the like go ahead and explain how one of them pierced. Like it pierced? Well, we was supposed to have our judgment time, our judgment day, which was the end of the, what they call the Mayan calendar. calendar. But even the Aztec sunstone is not Mayan. It's actually Mexican. It's Mexican symbols. Okay. And so it's actually a Mexican calendar. But um, in 2012 is when we were supposed to have the man-child birthed, and that's even in the Bible, of the man-child being birthed, the pains of a woman uh, is going to be heard, and that's the birthing happening. But that didn't happen in 2012 only because of the spider that pierced the left eye of Earth or, or the man-child. It's still there right now. The piercing is still there. Um, I've actually seen that piercing in uh in the sky I took a photo of it it's actual big looks like a big rock pointed rock coming out of the sky there's nothing you don't see anything behind it because of the filament or what we call the eye lens so you can't see past that but you can see what's came through and it's a big opinion i even got a photo of a, a chinese jet that took a picture of it looks kind of like a big stone in in the sky and and that's why we we live our, our lives a certain way because we know Judgment was already supposed to have happened, but until that piercing comes out or or the birthing happens, the judgment is on hold. And so the demons, the devil, the bad people, they have to get everybody. So now they still have a little bit of hope of trying to not get judged, 
because what they're trying to do is make us all bad, make us all evil. And if that happens, then there's no judgment because everybody's the same. Everybody's dead. Yeah, everybody's Basically dead. dead spiritually. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, okay, and now there's a lot to digest. The the spider thing, okay, that, that right there really freaks me out. <laughs> that is the corruption. That's how sin entered the world, right? As, according to the legend. That would make sense because it, it, even if it was a serpent, like in the Bible, it talks about a serpent. I think that that is a much later thing that happened. I really believe that. And I believe that Genesis was a terraformed thing. I, that's my belief. People say it's weird, whatever. Well, read. Um, you know, people don't like to read. They don't like them books, you know. But I do, I always, always, always believe this, that there was something sinister about spy. I didn't give a crap. People just try to tell me that all the time. And uh, I used to date someone, and she she was uh, into Arthur. She was into uh, not not arthropod. What's it called? Arachnids. Yeah, it was a type of bug uh, etymology, and she was all into that. And she thought that they were so fascinating and amazing and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, don't bring it around me. I'm good. And you know, my my friend, I was talking about him earlier. Squid, his girlfriend had two tarantulas. And they would sleep above their heads on their headboard. And then one day they went to New Braunfels on a trip and one of them crawled into the other side and ate the other one. And you know the and way that's a, how they are. a Bigfoot will tap on a window? Mm -hmm. A tarantula does the same thing. It's looking for a mate. So these people that think, you know, mm -hmm. they're just curious, which you hear so many Bigfoot so-called researchers saying they're not mm -hmm. curious. They're looking for... A mate. They're trying mm -hmm. to get to that woman inside of there or that kid inside of there. Yeah. And when I say mate, I mean it in a a rape kind of way. I don't mean a lover. You well, know? yeah, and and, yeah. and that that's the that is the, the the key too. A breeder. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to to reproduce. They're not they're not trying to have a good time and be your friend or whatever. Right. And I, I I don't care. I just tell people all the time. I don't like spiders. I don't care. I know they're very important to the ecosystem. No, they're not, dude. You could eat, frogs could do the same job. Okay, you don't have to An have spiders. Another thing we've been told that some things took so long, but some of these catastrophes happen like boom immediately instant, each time instant petrification instant yeah like with the woolly mammoth that they found that froze instantly i said this thing froze like boom like it happened like boom it wasn't no long drawn out process there was uh port some points in time to where we were overran by giants overran by these arachnids um and Jesus and God, well, God had to step in, and sometimes He will do that to to save, you know, the children, and that's petrification that happened, and it happened that quick, and that stopped everything. There was a big tree, and the trees used to be huge. I mean, huge, huge, huge. Yeah, because like, the oxygen levels were higher. Yeah, and so in in the the history, we had to start cutting trees down. Because these spiders were still coming through, and they were using those big trees to come down, and that's where you get Devil's Tower and things in the the uh, Navajo areas. If you look at the mesas and things like that, it's all straight, it's all leveled out. I mean, we just had to cut everything we could down the big ones uh, because these things were using them coming down, and people don't even really can fathom seeing. At that time, you have gigantic spiders coming down from trees and eating everything, everybody. But God does step in from time to time, and we are at that last cycle now. So that's why we always tell the truth. Uh, we know that any day um, judgment can happen since we're past that time. All of our trackers, we've already told each other goodbye. And, and we that's one of our protocols also to be a tracker. Uh, we have to say goodbye to each other because anything can happen out there. And even if we can't be thinking about our family out there, if we get in that situation because we're not thinking about what we're doing, what we need to do. So we make it a protocol to where we have to say goodbye to each other before we go out. The the Mayan, when you talk about the Mayan calendar, and, it, and, the, and I'm going to explain this to folks in case you don't understand what he's referring to, is the, the year read one uh, was 2012. <clears throat> now, what happened was the Mayans counted backwards. 
And at the end, at, in 2012, December 2012, they were supposed to end. I believe it was December 12, 2012, right? It was supposed to end, and then it didn't. Now, here's my opinion on that. I believe it did, but I believe that that is what CERN is doing, is trying to stave it off. The reason you would want to stave it off, and there's only one reason why, would be so that you have more time to do more deviant whatever you're doing. Like you said, make everybody evil. That runs in lockstep with what I've, I've said this. I've, this is something I've thought about a lot, and I believe that that is a real possibility. 100%, I don't know, but maybe. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is I was watching this show on Discovery Channel. Uh, it's old now, years ago, and, and who knows what the Mandela effect, also by CERN, uh, brought to you by them. Um, I will tell you this. There was this show that I watched, and it was talking about the future and what's going to happen? Like, and they they were giving their ideas, which I'm sure they had a lot of fun with it because it was just people's imaginations. But they were saying, "This is how the future is going to be in ten thousand years, in a hundred thousand years." Now, in a hundred thousand years, I remember this show. And I thought it was called like "The Future Is Wild" or some. Don't quote me on that, but it was something like that on Discovery Channel. I remember that. And maybe one of the listeners out there could reach out to me. I'm sure you probably will. And you'll tell me. And if I'm wrong, you'll correct me. But I know that one of the things that it said was 100,000 years is all it takes for everything. Like everything in this, in this studio, this, you know, this plastic or metal, this is in this, this metal, this plastic, all this stuff it, to biodegrade and completely be gone and become minerals back into the earth. Right? It's all going to dissolve. So within 100,000 years, you will not even know that Austin was here. Everything will be gone back into the earth within 100,000 years, like biodegraded, right? So then if that's the case, so then th th that's what they were playing off of. They said, then, then, then there's no more mankind. That was the whole idea. Uh, ultimately, the creatures that would take over would be cephalopods and that they would come out of the ocean. Now, they have eight limbs and they're very arachnid-like. And a lot of scientists don't even believe now that they are from here. They came later, a lot of people say. Um, and they're very clever. Very, we, Anthony, uh, Tony, we were talking with, with Anthony about this uh, when we were at the Corpus uh, with Zane, you, me, and Zane. We were telling Anthony about it. The curate, the, what do you call the people at the, 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 the Corpus? Curator, right? Curators, whatever. Um, we started talking to them about, and they were telling us about an octopus that was getting out of its enclosure. Mm -hmm. And this has happened at other aquariums. This isn't like an isolated thing. And so it, I think it was an aquarium up in Oregon and had eventually told, originally told them, or maybe Seattle, but they said, hey, you got this cephalopod, this octopus, right? And it's getting out of its enclosure. Because had you ever heard of anything like that? And the people in Corpus were like, yeah, we had it happen here. And it would get into the into the other enclosure, eat a baby shark, and then go back into its enclosure. And it, it, they're very clever because clever. It, it's not just about like, oh, opening their cage and heading out. They'll figure out their complicated cage like it's a puzzle, get out, go into another one, eat something, go back into theirs, mm -hmm. close their cage, and act, and like, act like it happened. never happened. So you and when just they have were telling us, that's a very spider. sneaky spider. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I told my wife, and I told him and Zane, my nephew that was with us, and we were telling Auntie about it on the show the other night. It was a live stream. And we were talking about it, and I said, this is, when you hear somebody from a, a, an aquarium, a museum, aquarium, whatever, tell you that, it makes you think, you know, this is, these, these things have some serious intelligence. So that would make sense why they would be the, 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 the ones that to inherit our earth from us. But then this show went on to talk about, you know, further down the line into the future. And guess what they said? They said that the last uh, human or last mammals on earth were going to be these small rat-like beings, which was they were around during the dinosaur times. Mammals were, but they looked like a possum. So that's all, our, 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 all that's left of the mammals will be these little rats, and they will be preyed upon by, guess what? Giant spiders. And that these spiders would be controlling the earth, and eventually they would rule the earth. If the Bigfoot quit consuming humans, mm -hmm. it would eventually, they would revert right back to their original forms. Uh, in in history, and this has happened on other planets, bird planets, and everything, that they will take the the main source or whatever is there, like here, mm -hmm. uh, 
it would it's gonna it's called the last man standing um the end game that's to have everyone consumed but there'll still be the dna here because it'll be a man but it'll have the body of a spider kind of like a, a centaur or a but it'll have the the upper body of a man, and but it'll have the body of a spider, and yeah. and they're all going to be eating each other. And after that happens, and it's going to just revert back to a spider. All the spiders going to eat each other, and then it's just going to end. Think that's of called the, the end game in the Bible when it talks about the scorpion creatures that'll come out with the the, the faces face of, of man. Mon- yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's crazy. People think everything's metaphorical, and <laughs> there's a lot of no, there's a lot of stuff that's just literal. no. Yeah, you're right, and it's even not on, all metaphorical. Even on the Aztec sunstone, it shows um, a hybrid creature, sharp teeth and everything, that has like a, a man figure. But at the the end game or the the last man standing, there has to be one person to stand for Earth to have all this knowledge. So that you know what you're up against has to be a warrior, and this uh, that portal is going to open, and only one can go through to um, put their mind into the spiritual mind, so that the birth of the man child, that man child has all the information, what's going on, how to be a warrior, what it, what he has to do to end everything. I mean. Everything good's going to be here, but all the predators will be taken out. But there's uh, the end game that's going to happen, or, or that's what the bad people want. But they're not looking for the most intelligent person to be that last man standing. They want just a regular country. Yeah, they want that. They want someone who Shut doesn't up, know. <laughs> so they they want Ike to be the last man standing. So they yeah. know it's going to be an easy win. This Any guy doesn't win, have yeah. yeah doesn't have the information. Doesn't is not a warrior. Doesn't understand what has to be done. Mm-hmm. And that's why we teach so much. That's and why we're all, destroying manly men here now. Yeah, yeah uh, intentionally. And all of our all of our trackers have this information. They all have our books. They all have the DVD. We've been st- you know teaching them. So it's not going to be the last man standing now. Now it's going to be the last man or the last person. The it's, it's going to be a group now, mm-hmm. and we're trying to expand that by sharing all the information, so that it's not going to be a last individual. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, there's going to be. We want millions of people with all this information. We're so, all supposed to be warriors. We all, and, and we're all interconnected. Yeah. One thing that, that I, I've, I've tell people all the time, and, and I just keep banging the drum on this one, we are all one. People don't understand that. You know, and, and people, they, 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 they take it lightly when you, when they think, when you talk about, and I don't want to get all political or sound like I'm virtue signaling because I'm not, but when people start being divisive, based on gender, race, religion, all this other stuff. I'm one of those people that's like, you can learn from anybody and everybody. And I think that once you start putting everybody in this tribalistic camp of I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, then we have problems because we're closing ourselves off. It's like, I'm a Presbyterian, I'm this race, I'm this religion, I'm this, this, and that. And that's fine to have that identity. Um, But you also have to be open to listening to what your neighbor is telling you because we're not all, we don't all have the information, the knowledge. Like I had a friend, he grew up Episcopalian. And then years later, you know, I ran into him and he's like going to a Pentecost. And he was trying to get me to go. And I said, well, I thank you, but I've been baptized three times. Once as a Baptist, once as a Catholic, and in the Pentecost. I said, I've been cleaned, you know, believe me, I'm, you know. And he's like, well, I just, it was so much more than just being Episcopalian. While he was talking, I just felt like telling him, well, there's so much more than what, than all the religions can tell you. You know what I mean? Because there is so much more to learn. And at the same time, they complicate it way too much. Mm-hmm. It's really, really simple. There was a, another thing about the 2012, um, and that's also in, in the stars about going into the new time, which is uh, Aquarius, mm-hmm. and Pisces to Aquarius. 
And so when that ending happened, that means also that the change has to happen. And so, you know, there was a Pope at that time and the Pope is a lifetime position. The Pope has to die before mm -hmm. a new one can be erected and they smashed that ring. They reforged that ring for the new Pope. They had to smoke the white or the black. And when the white smoke comes up, then they put that ring on the new Pope. But that didn't happen in 2012. There was an old Pope, a Pisces Pope, who couldn't go into Aquarius. But they raised an Aquarius Pope, which was Benedict, I think, or, or maybe he was the Pisces. and I think his name was Francis, the new one mm -hmm. at that time. And he was an Aquarius Pope. So now they have to, or the, the bad people, the, we call them the, the Predator Seven families, that they have to uh, change everything over. They have to change their king, their queen, their prince, their princess over. Um, but they did it symbolically. Um, the queen was in Washington. She was wearing a, Dick Gregory is the one who gave us this information. Oh, uh, uh, not the full information, but what she was wearing and when she did it. But she was wearing a pink outfit and it was, and she had purple mixed in there with it. And purple's always been considered royal. And you yeah. said the Pope yeah. of 2012? Yeah. Now. <clears throat> it was Pope Benedict. Benedict, yeah. The one that looked like Palpatine, right? Yeah, the one that resigned. Yeah. So, but, looked like what? But Palpatine. <laughs> he looked like Emperor Palpatine. But he didn't die, you know. Yeah, he didn't. He resigned. And, he resigned. And, yeah. and there was two, and you can't do that. Mm -hmm. The last time it happened, I think, was 1415 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it some was ridiculous. Weird. And there was, um, so now there's two popes. So now they got to change over the king. They got to change over the queen, the prince and princess. So she's in Washington saying that uh, they're going to skip Charles. And they're going to erect uh, George as uh, the new king and bypass him. They can't do that, as you would say, legally, but symbolically they can do that. And why, are, and why is it that they want to do that? Whenever they say that they're not going to um, let Charles be the, um, the new king, the only way that can happen is, is he dies. So they, what they do is symbolically kill another prince. And at that same time, and so this was April, uh, end of April, um, there was another prince that died uh, who, in the color of purple under the cherry moon, which was a pink moss moon. Uh, that prince died, which was prince of the purple rain, that, uh, that artist. So now they have to kill a princess, and they have to kill a queen, and they have to kill a king. And they already killed Princess Diana. I mean, well, they they had killed Michael Jackson, and so that he was the king of pop. So now they got to kill. I see a, what you're saying, yeah. Now they got to kill a prince and uh, a princess and a queen. And I was telling some people this at Stand the Rock. You know, this is what you're looking for. This when we're in this time, this is what's happening. And I'm in one of the rooms, because we all had to share rooms for showers and stuff and go back to the camp. These people come in with an Esquire magazine. They say, we don't buy these things, but here you go. And they threw it to me. And I looked at it. And it said Carrie Fisher had passed away. And that, her, and that her mother had died three days later. Which if she's the princess. She would be the queen. She would be the queen. And mm -hmm. all that happened in that time. That was changeover. Her mom was Debbie Reynolds, wasn't it? Yeah, and and she was married to uh, Larry, or not Larry. What's his name? Fisher, uh, Eddie Fisher. He was a famous crooner. What's going on? See so you smiling all big. What's happening here? No, I was just funny. <laughs> it's just happy. Uh, you're you're happy. Princess Leia died. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's he's, crazy. Well, yeah, I don't really know. It's whatever. But I was there for Luke anyway. <laughs> he's happy there was a new Pope. <laughs> I was always kind of a Vader guy. But, no, you know, the, the, I always looked at things opposite than when I was a kid. Because you know how, like you were saying, the world's upside down. And it has been for a long time. Not just symbolically. But, but it, and, and I looked at this world as this is the counterfeit. This is the upside down world. We used to have that picture in our kitchen. It's one of your favorite movies. Which one? Oh, Gone with the Wind. Dear. Yeah, yeah. Where, where Rhett Butler talks about how the world is upside down, my dear, but eventually it'll right itself. The Bible and, and even says they turn everything upside, upside down. Upside down. Everything, everything is like inverted. And so, where was I going with this? So, you, we're talking about how everything kind of w was turned on its ear, 
right? Which kind of made things not correct. And so then everything that's happening is the opposite backwards. So when I was a kid, and, and, and it's something, my good friend, Chris Garitani, is a filmmaker, and we talk. And uh, I did a three-hour set with him that we, that came out on the podcast. Uh, very interesting, folks. Go check it out. It was We talked about all kinds of stuff. But one of the things we talked about was how science fiction movies and horror movies in particular are basically telling you. And it's to them, I say them. And I don't mean tell heads, evil mothers. I'm saying them. It's not an acronym. It's just who they are. Um, I'm not going to get into it. But they have a they, they have a duty to try to circumvent karma, and that's kind of what they're trying to do is by saying, "Oh well, it, there's we a legality." Them. Yeah, and and there's a legality here. So we showed them, and then we slaughtered them. Because yeah. like it's like these movies, like they live, and me and Garitano kind of got off on these different movies where they have these themes, but it's really telling you what they're doing, exactly. you know. And so when I was a child, every time I watched a movie, I'd be sitting there going like, "These are the good guys," and I was not impressed. And I was always like, "I like the Empire better," <laughs> you know. It was like I didn't really like the fact that they had a big Chewbacca dude and they had all these weird looking aliens that looked evil and they were the good guys, you know? Now in the end you see Palpatine, obviously he's like really horrible, bad figure, whatever. But Vader is really like a tragic figure, you know, who was sucked in by the dark side, which can happen to anybody. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, but, but it's like the movie though, kind of forces you to like the rebels who, for all intents and purposes, seem to be running around with a bunch of evil-looking beings, you know, whereas the, the, the dark side was considered the order. Yeah, if you, if you look at everything reverse, you would see that the Vader side had the spirituality. Mm-hmm. The rebels had the physical, mm-hmm. and that's what they want. They want a physical fight. They don't want a spiritual fight. Mm-hmm. They want everyone to be physical. Don't think about spiritual. Don't trust God. Leave God out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even that one scene where Vader says the ability to destroy a planet is nothing is insignificant to the power of the Force. Now I know that Lucas, um, you know, he had to. He was on the same campus where everybody was dropping acid. And Timothy Leary was telling people, uh, drop in, tune or tune in, drop in, tune out, or whatever, drop out. Talking about taking acid and, go, and quitting college is what it was about. And I know that he went to USC as a filmmaker, and there were rumors and stories that he expanded his mind. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard stories. Um, and, of course, same thing. Stanley Kubrick, he made these movies, and he did all this stuff. Who knows what they were tapping into? You know, but they, but there is a theme there. And then he talks about the force, the force, the force. And when you're young in, in the 70s and 80s, I thought it was, you know, it was just a story. But then you start to realize that there is an energy, there is a balance, and there is a force, and you can use it, and we are conduits of good and evil. We have the left-hand path, and then we have the right the right way, the right. And so when you look at which side you're going to choose, what you're going to take, whatever, um, it's even Iron Maiden even has a song, and it's based on the Aleister Crowley, the, the, the moon child. And Crowley's saying, well, this, is, this child is going to be doomed, and the devil's going to take it and win because Crowley was evil. But I mean, when you look at that, if just just listen to the lyrics of the song. It talks about how the good or the evil, which path will he take? Both sides trying to manipulate before it's too late. You know, th- that's what's happening. Each and every one of us is that child trying to, the dragon is trying to consume you. He's trying to take you. And I think that the the the, the big descendant, the the big major player descendant of the spider, is the reptilians. I mean, if you stop and you look at it, they run on that ma- the back of the brain. It's all instinct and it's all predatory. Anytime you hear about an alien abduction from a reptilian, it is always 100% bad. There is, I've never heard of one where they were like, oh, yeah, you know what? Let's just watch a little ESPN. I hear the Astros are playing. No, nobody, there's none of that, none of that niceness that people, there are some other ones that people have benevolent, you know. But I don't think of all the cases we've ever covered that the reptilians were ever good at all. One of the game rangers that uh, is harassing the people we were telling you about earlier, when it when he was he came to bother the brother again, and the the sister saw his eyes change to the, the slit up. Yeah, and there's a reason that the Bible says 
He gives us the power to tread on scorpions Serpents, and snakes. Yeah. And what and is scorpions are just another arachnid? Yeah, arachnid, yeah, yeah. And what did uh, the tracker do when she seen the eyes do that? She rebuked it in the name of Jesus, and it screamed and ran. Wow! And he jumped in this uh, black SUV and took off. Reptilians, yeah. and, and then what, what were you going to say, Tony? Well, I was just—I mean, the only good story I think I've heard of reptilians was one that you mentioned in the live where. It was two dogmen chasing a reptilian up yeah, a tree. Yeah, we that get was those like the too. Only one. People ask me this question, Jerry and Ella, and I, I want to ask, say this in front of Tony knows because he, Tony and me read a, a ton of stories, and then we've even got our wives crossed and like got them because there's they're, some of them are similar. Yeah, you know, and there's then two get, of those in specific that are two, very two similar. of those. And, and it's just, yeah, you're right. And then so so somebody asked me this, and the, and and the, this is a person who's a devout Christian. and I understand that they had a question about this, and I wanted y'all's opinion. They were saying, oh, no, 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 the evil is all on one side, and they all speak with one voice. And I said, I don't believe that. I believe that the Achilles heel of evil is like you said, they eat each other. The spiders are all going to eat each other. Th th that is oh, to me. She thinks they're all on the same team. They're on the like same with team. Each other. Oh yeah. no, they hate There's each like other too. No. no, they all want to be the boss. I mean, they, they eat each other. It's cutthroat, cutthroat, exactly. And I told, I tell people that. I said, dude, demons don't play to nicely together. One of the things is big, and and my, my a friend of mine, he's from Zanzibar. And he said that one of the things that they do, and, and this happens in Mexico and Brujeria, all these things they do, do these rituals, right? Uh, medicine man, my friend who was a youth, his grandfather was a medicine man years ago. And, I am awesome. Yeah, you're, you're a medicine man. So you know this, right? So, so they, or you go to Cordonera or whatever, and somebody says, hey, I got to get this off of you. A lot of times what they're doing is just invoking a bigger, more powerful demon to remove that other exactly. demon. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's a bigger predator. So you get the bear to chase the wolf and the wolf chases the whatever, the cat. Chase, Perfectly you know. put. Yeah, and so it's an analogy, but that's what you're doing. And you're trading one sin for another, one bad thing for another, and then you're compromising yourself. So I don't go to... Corandetas, I don't go to, to clean, to get none of that stuff. I don't care about the web one in my bed. I'm good. I don't want that. I don't want that brujede on me. But one of the things that I, I have noticed, and people are so quick to believe in all of this rather than prayer. Like, it's like, oh, well, like, pr prayer is there as a secondary. No, prayer should be your first go-to. And then if you get the discernment that you need to do something that God tells you, I need to do this, then you do that. If the Holy Spirit moves you, Right. But that's not what's happening. And, and one of the things I, I tell people that when this lady, she argued with me, and you know who I'm talking about, Anthony, she's from Arizona. She argues with, she's nice. She likes to, she's like, opinions. I was listening to the show, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mean, but she, she always corrects me. <laughs> but she's, I, I'm patient with her. Because then eventually I explain it to her, but it, it takes, you know, like, you know, and finally I just said, look, you just have to listen really closely. And so if you're out there, listen, what I'm going to tell you, um, these <laughs> dogmen and these Bigfoot and these reptilians, they kill each other on they a kill regular basis. They cannibalize each other. They do. They absolutely do. And that's also why we, when we have weapons and, and the, you know, we got a lot of people ridiculing us for a while about our weapons. And we said, don't worry about our weapons. They're for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for us. What I carry out there is what I'm using for me. Mm -hmm. And all of our trackers know it. You carry your own weapon. You carry your own uh, extra ammo because if something breaks out in any kind of war, uh, even in the military, you're going to be fighting or shooting at this guy. This guy's going to be fighting and shooting at that guy. This guy's going to be fighting and shooting at this and whatever. Mm -hmm. But everyone's going to have their own fight. That's right. And that's what we trained for. We said, now, once we take care of what we got to take care of, then we can then we can help. But every one of us is going to have our own fight. So we all got to be prepared and armored up. Well, We're trying to get people to train their children up to be warriors, too, to prepare for these things. And they're not coming. They're here. Yeah. And men's hearts yeah. are going to fail. And, and also, we, if we don't even have to kill a Bigfoot. All we have to do is wound it. All we have to do is make a blood scent for it, and those other ones will other come ones and get. Will go for it. You're all right. the ones will just like chickens. You know, if one's bleeding, the other ones will keep pecking Peck at it. it. They yep. will. Fish do it too. Yeah, I have baboons in my aquarium, and they're cool. 
But if one of them's messed up, they're like, yeah, and they turn on it, and that predator instinct kicks in, and it goes back to what you say. And we feed them fish flakes, so they don't need to do that. Right. They do that right. because everything has a predator instinct, and I don't care what it is. Yeah. I mean, I've heard stories of deer yeah. actually eating a dead deer. That's more yeah. common now. But it's so weird. Horses do it, too. That's crazy, uh, I've, yeah. I've seen horses eating, you know, flesh. Yeah. And, and deer and things like that. So that's, that's a big thing for us, and that's why we carry weapons that we even talked about. Even you could put like a, a gun oil behind your ear or on your arm or something. Mm-hmm. Just even, so you smell like a firearm. Yeah, if even if you don't have a weapon, you want to smell like a weapon. Yeah, because they know what that is. Yeah, and they don't want to be wounded. You think this is overkill? Because, I mean, this is just me. Personally, when I go, especially after the devil's backbone, I use a tank. I drive out there with... <laughs> I take can, an can Abrams. Can we borrow it? If we, and if people we are had, like, why do you need a tank? If you know? we had if that, we, we, could, would, we, would. we would be rolling out there. My friends are always like, why do you need a tank to go out there? I'm like, dude, I'm not a big fan of death. I mean, maybe you're into that, but I'm not into dying. No, I don't do that, folks. I don't need I just take a chopper. I take a, an Apache chopper yeah. out there. A but super cobra. If When there's a difference between a knower and someone who just kind of knows. Yeah. Those knowers who have seen how big these things are, have seen the claws, have seen the teeth, have seen them carrying, you know, other animals like it's nothing. You you know that if it, it's hungry and you're in the area, you're just food and you're not going to beat it with your hand. You know, you got to have some kind of weapon. You have to have God with you to do this. Which our, our trackers did, and that's the one that uh, recently killed one back in September, last September 11th of 2022, which was probably last year's whenever that kill happened. Um, but she's strong with God, and she's had a lot of um, spiritual happenings. Uh, there's some things that she's told us that we can't talk about on air, but we can talk about off air. But uh, she's always been protected, and and that's the only way she survived that. But we also say, well, she didn't survive it. She knew what she was doing. It's not luck. It's yeah, right. She knew exactly where to place the bullet, and it only took one shot for her. But the brother didn't know, and he was shooting all over the place. But we always tell everybody that a warrior is not a survivor, and a survivor is not a warrior. You know, we train for this. You know. We we don't want we don't actively go look for an encounter. We do track and locates for people. We want to help people and deter them from their property. We're not out there to hunt them or just to go out there just to kill them. What we do is we push them off people's areas, and then we'll and that's just like anybody we've helped in the past. We're still going by their homes. I mean, to this day, we'll. Um, it's still miles away, but we'll still go in there and spend a couple of days and do some more deterrence and help them out. We'll go home and let them do their thing, and then we'll periodically come back and spend a couple more days and help them out again because we know it's an upkeep. Once you let your guard down, they're coming back. Well, that brings up a lot of questions. First question, uh, let me, let's me let stick with the Bigfoot for a second. I'm going to ask you another question after that, though. And we're going to leave you there for tonight because we want you to come back next Thursday for the third and final part of this three-part discussion with Jerry Williams and Lead Tracker E, a.k.a. Ella. Once again, check out their book on Amazon. The title is Predator Bigfoot and the Spiritual Warrior's Path. Check us out this, I'm sorry, this Friday night for a live stream, this Sunday night for another live stream, next Tuesday for another podcast episode. And like I said, Next week, next Thursday, we're going to drop the third part of this discussion. All really cool stuff. We love you all. Don't miss it. We hope to see you all there. And good night.